0: Nina, when you first meet with cancer patients, what do you tell them?
1: When I first meet with a cancer patient, it's going to depend on if they've already started treatment and they're losing weight, then I might meet with them and discuss what happened, why they're having that weight loss, how we can then combat that and try to add some more protein, add some more calories, maybe drink a supplement. That way that they can get that weight back on and maintain throughout their treatment. i also meet with some uh, patients before they start their treatment to discuss different things that they might experience, nausea, side effects of vomiting, diarrhea, all of those different things that can affect your taste and your appetite that everyone's going to be a little bit different.
0: Are there any suggestions for patients before they even start cancer treatment that might make things a little easier?
1: Before you start, depending on the type of cancer, if it's a head and neck cancer or something esophageal, anything like that, I do encourage them to eat a little bit more, kind of plump yourself up a little bit if you want to call it that. And after they do that, that's when we have a little more cushion if they do lose some of that weight, but it's not going to have as big of an impact on the treatment itself and we hope that they can at least maintain them around their usual weight. Someone else, uh, let's say a breast cancer, prostate patient, sometimes if they're overweight, we'll try to change their eating habits a little bit, have them lose a little bit of weight before they start treatment, just get them in a healthier state of mind overall with their nutrition.
0: We've all heard the horror story of patients who simply can't eat because they're nauseous or food just doesn't smell or taste the way it should. How do we address that?
1: We encourage just always having a water bottle on you, trying to continuously sip throughout the day using things like Propel, Gatorade, anything that's going to give you some of those extra electrolytes as well. And then making sure that you have maybe five to six smaller meals throughout the day, spreading that out, having those more calorically dense items around can be a little bit easier. I tell people, you know, if you're running around, you're going to appointments, bring snacks with you because nine out of 10 times they don't have anything. And that's when they finally get that appetite back. So they just continue to go without food by having those snacks with them, making that a habit, then they at least are more likely to get some extra calories.
0: So how does it help to eat a bunch of small meals?
1: It helps with volume. A lot of time, it's just that they eat a few bites and they already feel full because they don't have appetite or they're trying to eat but it just doesn't taste good or they just aren't feeling up to it. They're tired and so by having at least a smaller meal it's not as bad if you saw you know you had three quarters of your plate left. You're a lot less likely to feel the urge to finish that than if it was just maybe half a plate of food. You might be able to get through that much.
0: We do hear that some things may help with the nausea, like drinking ginger ale or putting ginger in your food. Does does that really help?
1: Some people have tried the ginger, had mixed results with that. Some will drink like a aloe water and that's helped with soothing the throat a little bit. They usually can't get over the green factor of it at first, but I do have some people that have tried that. I know physicians will recommend that as well. I usually tell people adding things like protein powders into some of your oatmeal and other things that you're making can help with adding some of that extra nutrients that you might not be getting, looking into different bars and other more calorically dense things that we might not always allow ourselves to have because we know that we might end up eating you know, more than we should, take advantage of your opportunity to do so now and really get those calories in that way.
0: Are there any things that cancer patients should avoid?
1: In general, I do advise that people try to limit added sugars, anything that's going to be overly processed, crackers, chips, things like that, trying to just be careful with how much of that you're having. And then also uh, trans fats, partially hydrogenated and hydrogenated oils are things that we have sometimes on the ingredient list in foods. We want to try to avoid those extra saturated fats. And then we also want to make sure that we're not overdoing it with the processed meats, the deli meats. I tell people to really be careful with those items. They're a lot more likely to cause issues and trying to make sure if you do go for that, that they're nitrate and nitrite free.
0: So let's talk a little bit about supplements. Is it a good idea to add those to your diet?
1: occasionally I'll have some people come in and they're asking about different supplements they read things about antioxidants milk thistle uh, vitamin D all these other things that they see online usually and so I do like to talk to people and explain that you know I know you read this online somewhere but you usually look for that silver lining you find you know the two words in that whole long abstract that gives you what you want to hear you don't see that oh this actually worked for one person out of the thousands that tried it and they're There's actually some antioxidants out there that if you take that supplement, it can actually block the cancer treatment from working properly. So it's really important that you talk to a registered dietitian or your physician and you tell them what you really are on. Try not to do anything on your own because that can compromise your treatment and how well it works. A lot of other supplements out there, it's just talking to a health professional and making sure that it's appropriate and they can give you a yes or a no. And sometimes it's just a matter of waiting till you're done with treatment before you start doing what it is that you want to be taking.
0: And there's so many diets out there, uh, paleo, vegetarian, vegan. Would a cancer patient do better on one over another?
1: there is a lot of research that does support just plant-based diet. And when I say plant-based diet, I don't mean going vegan and not having any meat at all. It just means that most of your foods are coming from their full natural sources and that can include animal products as well. So when it comes to meat, I do tell people to try to stick with the leaner sources, your turkey, your fish, chicken, and having the leaner cuts of red meat. If you really do desire to have a little bit of, you know, a good steak every once in a while, there's nothing wrong with that. But knowing that you want to try to give your body everything that it needs to be able to function to its best ability. So I do encourage, you know, the fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains, they recommend you have legumes four times a week. People forget that hummus counts as that. And they're like, oh, I eat that. I do actually have a legume. That's one of those things that by incorporating that as well as fish twice a week is something else they're recommending. By trying to just put that into what you're already doing, then we can achieve more of that plant-based way of eating.
0: Now let's switch to taste. What if I can only get the food down with lots and lots of salt? Is that really a big issue if I'm battling cancer?
1: They actually are finding that by putting salt on things that's not where we're getting all that extra salt intake for now, no, it's not the best thing to be adding sodium, but we actually have a handout we give to a lot of our patients that have taste changes of, I want to say there's maybe 50 different ways to season things without using sodium. Uh, So there's a lot of herbs and spices that you can use to add a little bit of flavor. And because of those taste changes, sometimes you get a metallic taste when you're going through treatment. And so even silverware by using that with your food, I'll tell people use plastic, uh, try to season with different things. Look for things that have been not in certain bags and things like that because anything that's touched the food can even start to change that taste sometimes. So sometimes cooking it in a certain pan, getting the different nutrients from different things. There's other ways, making sure you get your iron, adding, um, if you've ever heard of Lucky Fish, an iron-shaped fish that you can put if you're making like pasta, you can throw it in the water and it The pasta absorbs a little bit of that extra iron to add a little bit more to your food. Because sometimes when we're going through these things, we see a lot of people that become anemic. And so cooking in a cast iron skillet, using the lucky fish, adding some spinach to help with absorption of the iron, cashews are high in iron. There's a lot of different ways, but people don't know that unless they, you know, talk to someone. (laughs)
0: Nina, thanks so much. Hopefully we've given people some help to keep their appetites and eat some good healthy food that they need to fight against cancer.